0: And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. Hello, everybody. It's Matt Johnson. We are back with another episode of the Team Building Podcast. We've got an amazing guest with us today. We're talking about how to fail forward, lessons from three-plus years of expansion. We've got Lisa Archer with us, and we've got a bunch of stuff to get into. We've also got Andy Cuny with us today. He is uh, the guy that was in charge of our expansion teams under the Elite Real Estate Systems brand, and we're going to let them... Uh, mastermind, we're going to get into some uh, some cool stuff today all about partnering with the right person, uh, failing forward in terms of learning, uh, what you don't know about the local markets that you want to expand into, onboarding. We, we've got just a, a laundry list of stuff that we can get into, and I'm sure we'll chase, uh, as as my friend Chris Lockett would say, we'll chase some, uh, some zebras down rabbit holes. So with all that being said, uh, first of all, let me welcome Andy. It's been a while since you've been on the podcast. What is up, man? It is Matt. It's nice to be here. Uh, we've just been busy with, um, you know, everything ERS right now, um, and uh, busy getting everything done before, uh, like I just mentioned a few minutes ago, we get dumped on with snow here in sunny Omaha, Nebraska. That's right. And <laughs> oh, we'll have some conversations we'll about that anyway. when I get there. Yeah, exactly. And then Lisa, officially welcome.
1: Hi. How are you?
0: Doing awesome. I'm to be here. Yeah, we're 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 super pumped to have you because you're one of the pioneers, and you you know you're in Gary Keller's mastermind, and you're really kind of on the leading edge of all the expansion stuff, which is very fascinating to us because obviously we've been in that world, and then now at, you know in 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 a different way, uh, and I think you're one of the people that um, that a lot of folks, not just in KW, but just in the expansion scene in general, are looking to for for leadership, right? And so, uh, and in fact, you're out. Like, tell everybody, like on the show, where you're at and what you're doing right now.
1: Uh, well, uh, right now, so we are um, homes in seven locations. So we've got our um, first team, as we call it, the first expansion team here in Charlotte, North Carolina. We've got an expansion team in Lake Norman, um, so about an hour north of North Carolina, or of Charlotte. And we've got an expansion team, I'm count on my fingers, it appears. Um, Birmingham, Alabama, um, Jackie's amazing. We've got the Gulf Coast, um, where Kim's leading that, Shannon's leading Lake Norman. And we've got an expansion team in Louisville, Kentucky with Susan. And then we've got one over, way over in Bellevue, Washington with Steve. So we've got those locations open, um, doing really well. And we're super excited about what 2018 is going to bring. I know for, I was telling my class the last two days um, in Austin that I know we're going to three locations in January. I just can't reveal where because I am not 100% positive. Luckily, that's not my job anymore. (laughs) <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> can can we guess, and then you can just kind of tell us how or cold?
1: Oh, sure. That's pretty fun. <laughs> we could do this for our. Let's just do that for twenty Thursday. minutes. Right? We're just going to name like off riveting, random Riveting, riveting Radio
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh my God. All right. So, so I want to talk about kind of the things that you would do differently uh, if you're getting into expansion, like for the first time today, which a lot of people that are listening are, or maybe they're already dipping their toes into the water. I want to get to that in a second. But I'm curious, just in terms of the people that you've already partnered with and where the expansion locations that you're already at, um, how do those relationships come about?
1: Well, so, you know, it appears I'm either a slow learner or I'm one of those people that really has to. teach the material for it really to sink in my head. I was telling, um, tell, talking to my coach this morning and we were talking about, you know, that at the end of this month, so it's all of 2018 or 2017, I will have taught um, expansion, the short version, half day version, 30 times. And so I know the material really well. It, it's, it's kind of creepy whenever I am teaching in an office or somewhere and, you know, there's videos in the material and it's, it's Gary Keller talking and I'm like finishing his sentences and people are like like dude I've heard these 50 times And you know you know when the student's ready to teach a little here and I, and I just said to myself yesterday because I taught it again um, that you know I heard something he said differently and I was telling you guys that um, you know he talks about like you need to be in a relationship and be in business if people have similar behavioral stuff and I always thought that meant like oh, you need to have the same ABA or the same DISC profile or KPA. And, and, and that while that's valid and that's probably what he, like, specifically means, I also heard you need to have the same behavior. You need, you need to do the same activity. You need to be on the same business plane. You need to be going towards the same goal the same way. And if I'm a teacher and I'm recruiting via teaching, the people that I'm being business with, they're going to be teachers too. They're going to be recruiting through their teaching. And it might be the expansion material. It might be what they're really good at. It might be, you know, onboarding it, you know, I don't know what it is that they're teaching, but they're going to attract people that they want to be in business with. And this, and you guys know it is a business, it's a brand new business. Every time you go to another location, you're getting in business with somebody. You're not just hiring an agent to go put signs in the yard. You're literally getting in business with people that um, you're going through the same business plan and you're, you know, going toward the same goal on the same business plan. So that's what I heard yesterday that was different. And that's where everyone that we've gotten in business with this year is doing so well and thriving because they came from a teaching experience and, or we talked together or we were in a class or we we learned, whatever it was, it basically came around teaching.
0: That's really interesting because it's one of the hard things to do, like in your local team is to not, replicate yourself and not surround yourself with a bunch of people who are just like you, which is that which that's a valid point and you shouldn't do that in your in your like your your local team. But it is interesting like to to look for people to expand with that are similar to your behavior profile, like the actual yeah. behavior and, and like the background and things like that. I don't think I've never heard anybody say that in relation to expansion and, but it's uh, definitely a point because you've bu- essentially built an entire team around your personality and your behavior. It's a lot easier to rubber stamp that into other locations. If you're dealing with someone that's already like you and has a lot of the same behavior profile.
1: Well, if that's how you recruit and, or, and, and, I, and I don't necessarily like to use the word recruit, but if that I means that's how people want to get in business with you, mm. it's going to be very similar for that. You know, if they're teaching as well, you know, they're, they're all on like, you know, top agents in their office, they're all teaching, they're all going out and sharing and coming to contribution, which is very similar to the, you know, the crux and culture of this team, this business. So it, 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 it's happened that way and that's been successful. You know, we, we've got a culture of productivity now because they're willing to go out there and share and they're willing to bring in other people and teach them what they don't know. Hmm.
0: Andy, does that resonate with kind of our experience with the expansion teams and, and the types of people that do you feel like we attracted the types of people that would have fit into a structure that was built for Jeff? Yes and no. <laughs> so some we did and the some we did not worked. Yeah. Right. Well, and this and what I was was uh, resonating with what Lisa just said about um I got, with hiring like minded people, right? People who are willing to run a business just like her. Lisa then does not have to change who she is to be effective. Right. She can rinse and repeat what she already knows and what she already does, and they will accept that type of teaching, training, education, whatever it is. So that way, Lisa can be effective in multiple places at once. So I absolutely. Sounds like agree a
1: system and a model.
0: Mm-hmm. What's that?
1: <laughs> Sounds like a system and a model.
0: Weird, right? <laughs> it's so weird. Yes. And then the other it's thing is
1: impossible to expand publicating. There's no way it, to do it.
0: Nope. And I know that another thing you said is you've taught this class like 35 times this year and you've heard you're finishing Gary's sentences, all of those types of things. And one thing that I always hear people say, we hear it a lot, too, is you're hearing it, you're teaching it, you're understanding it. And then you hear something different. Right. And it's because you've gotten yourself to a new place to understand the same thing he said in a different way. Just like when we have people come out to our workshops, you know, and they come out and then they come back for a second time. They always say, oh, I'm asking such better questions. I'm like, your questions aren't any better or worse. They're just different because you're at a different place. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, yep, I am totally on board with Lisa. Mm. So let's talk a little bit on the you mentioned, Lisa, that you don't even like the word recruiting. So so how do you think about it in terms of attracting the people into your world that you want to partner with?
1: Well, so every time you go into a new location or you um, you have a new new somebody new that's entering your world, it's in a business. So like you really need to look at, you know, do I want to partner, do I want to get in business with this person? Do they want to get in business with us? Are we the right fit? Are we the right you know, are we gonna mesh well together? Are we gonna follow the same business plan? Because you gotta remember there's really only two reasons you ever get out of business with somebody. You know, all you know, you're going towards the same goal, you're going towards the same goal, you're on the same business plan, and then all of a sudden one of you does this. Mm-hmm. Or you both do that. Like you're going down a different plan. You can't get to the goal over here. Both of you are going this way. So you either are not no longer on the same business plan or it's a culture issue. Like there's really only two reasons you ever get out of business with somebody. money. You're yeah. no longer on the same business plan. Um, one of you veered off or both. Um, you're, you know, you want to do something different or it's, it's a culture issue. So when you're um, you know, I, I always, I say now, you know, like my, um, big why is that I want to create a legacy such that my what such with that people in my world can build a legacy for the people that are in their world. Mm-hmm. And to do that, I have to attract people and get in business with people and help them reach their goals. Right. So they can leave their legacy and then they can get people in their world who can make can help them build theirs. Mm.
0: Yeah, makes sense. And you mentioned something before we went live that I want to make sure that we touch on, which is that you want to find people that within the business plan that they're following, they either naturally or there's an expectation there that they're recruiting as well. So talk a little bit about that, and because that seems like that's a big shift from what initially expansion was, which was find somebody in a market partner with them and, and put them in a position to be a successful sales agent as opposed to like a, right. a business partner.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying you don't need successful salespeople in a market. You just yep. need, so that, I mean, just, just it, the, the good, bad, that ugly can happen, right? So you get in business with somebody, they're amazing. They put, you know, 15 signs in a yard in the first 45 days that you've gotten in business in a new location. And God forbid they break the wrinkle, or even better for them, they win the lottery. Mm-hmm. Either way, the next day you're out of business. Right. Because they are there by themselves. I can't fly to, Boise or Dallas, Fort Worth tomorrow and go and take care of their clients. I can't go mm-hmm. put more signs in the yard. I can't keep this going. I can't go door knock for the open house. I can't go tell the neighbors how fast their neighbor sold last week at the open house that we had. I, I, I can't do that for them. Mm-hmm. So what we have found in three plus years of doing it, the wrong way, I would say, is that we we you know, we're getting in business with people. They're not just they're not only salespeople. They right. probably need a behave, uh, profile style more of like a team leader who knows the business of real estate and what makes a successful real estate business and they know how to attract other people into their world to create leverage. Mm-hmm. You can't have just a one stop shop. You're gonna have to have, you know, potentially a showing agent or a buyer's agent and or a listing agent. Or maybe you've mm-hmm. got somebody that's and you know, so ambitious, they're going to go out and they're going to become the regional director, and then they're put a, a team here, yeah. you know, on a business in this market center, and this one, and this one, and this one, and then they've got the region. And then you know, it, it just can't be one person. You can't build your business on that because, God forbid, they win the lottery or break their your ankle, you're in trouble. Yeah, so we've done that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> 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 and Andy, you've uh, we we talked about this a little bit before, but uh, on your experience. I think we kind of came to the same conclusion, right? Which is, yeah, like at at some point, the people that we partnered with for expansion, we were initially looking for people that could just run a a, a team of themselves, essentially, whether it was a husband and wife or something like that. And husband and wife teams are awesome. Um, But yeah, they have to be, we kind of figured out that they had to be able to recruit other people and build a team around them. It couldn't just be them. And that's when you start to realize, oh, wait a minute, we may not have partnered with all the right people. Absolutely. And Lisa Lisa will will uh, attest to this that Gary loves to say all the time, "Talent trumps all, right? And when we were when we were doing uh, uh, recruiting, right, to grab our team leaders from across the country, we ended up going with four expansion cities in Boston, Lincoln, Salt Lake City, and San Diego. And uh, Salt Lake City and Lincoln, we felt like we had talent. And in Boston and San Diego, we felt like we had warm bodies, right? And we were blinded by the uh, price point right so we were able to it, we're like that will fix it right I'm willing to take a, a deficiency here for this here right and so the ones that we had talent profitable great they're still doing wonderful now the ones who didn't have talent didn't work out right so it's it, it absolutely is true that you've got to find somebody who is willing to run a business not just be an agent and if you do find that person who's willing to put 15 signs in the yard make sure that the person you end up do partnering with reaches out to them to join that to join that team. Hmm. Good. All right, so Lisa, let's talk a little bit about some of the other lessons that you've learned. If you go back, you know, you started your first expansion team in 2014, if you could go go back and just slap 2014 Lisa Archer in the face, what exactly would you say and would it have made a difference? Or, or yeah. was it just, it, yeah, so, I'm, so that, that's what I'm curious about. Well, uh,
1: yeah, so, so I'd probably punch her in the face and, oh. and then <laughs> we wow. would go get
0: a beer. Well, Closed fist, all right, okay.
1: Okay, I'm harder on myself than I am on anybody else. So, um, what I would say, so why didn't you make those first few expansion locations that you went into? Why didn't you insist that they go to the training with you? And I said this yesterday. like I I, I, I crossed a big, huge item off my bucket list yesterday. I got to teach expansion at Keller Williams International. It was super amazing. I got to say... Uh, You know, and I I talk about Gary and whatnot, and I say, you see that wall right there? His office is right on the other side. How cool is that? And, you know, long story short, I didn't insist that they come to the expansion training. It's very impossible. And you guys know as much about expansion as I do. It's impossible to go take somebody that's an agent in a market center who's never heard any or anywhere and talk to them about the opportunity of expansion and for them not to look at you like you've got a horn on your head. And not in the unicorn way. They're looking at you like you're crazy. You can't properly tell them enough how we're going to do this if they're not sitting there with you as you're planning it. So Mm -hmm. taking your admin, taking your potential expansion partners to training is paramount. You know, I'm excited, and I teach this class as much as anyone. And I, I know the materials, and I still can't properly tell someone how we're going to do this if they're not there to help plan it. Does that make sense? Hmm. So, so, so what's the process look had, for you?
0: Yeah, you know, like, are you selling um, the vision so, first and then come with me to, to systems training?
1: Yeah. So we, we talk, we talk about the vision. We start, you know, and usually it comes after I've taught ESO light. So I've taught the short version of expansion, which is a 30,000 foot view what does the op- potential opportunity look like? What can this look like for your future? What can, you know, what do you want to do? If this is your new business. I am partnering with you. I'm giving you our systems and models and our entire hub, so our admin, our region, and our operations team, and you, and it's going to be powered. You're going to be powered by us in your location. What do you want your location to look like? Because I don't care what it is. It can be as big as you want it to be. You could you could take the, you could take any Position on our org chart. Any circle or line or new square that you want to draw, or you know, preferably a heart since you know we're little homes. Um, any heart that you want to draw on the org chart is yours to draw. Like right now, our our director of expansion, who's been with me since um, for almost over five years now, she started as my executive assistant. She is now the director of expansion. She's got a, a new heart on the org chart that she wants to go to, and she can't go there until she replaces herself. Mm-hmm. So like there's every every single day we wake up and every single circle, heart line, square whatever on your chart is up to graph.
0: Interesting. Just I love because
1: that. we, we want to meet new and new and new, new talent every day.
0: Yeah. Hmm. And so all right, so just to recap, so they're going through they're on the receiving end of e, of ESO light, right? So they've got like the they've got the 30,000 foot view as taught by you. Then you go, then you have a conversation about the vision, how it applies specifically to them. Then if they want to take the next step, it's great. Let's go, let's go and do the full two day training together. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. That's Andy. That's something that we, well, we didn't do. I mean, they, they went through conversations with Jeff and stuff like that. And, and you know, the vision and stuff like that, but yeah, we didn't put them through the kind of intensive workshop style systems training other than them physically attending the workshop which is that, you know, that's going to overwhelm them at first. At, well, absolutely. And if, and yeah. hindsight's 2020 20, and the ones that it didn't overwhelm when they came to the workshop were the ones who succeeded, right? right? The ones who it overwhelmed and they kind of had the deer in the headlights look didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Right. And even now, even now with the, uh, the clients that we have with our, with our coaching company, the ones mm-hmm. who come to the workshop, when we start that coaching, those coaching calls, They come to me ready to go. They know what they want. I don't have to win them over. We're all on the same page already because they've been to the workshop. Those who just sign up without coming to the workshop, it's still great. I have to kind of win them over and find out about them to then find out exactly where do we need to start, right? And so it's it's I'm starting to learn that as well. But yeah, when it came to the the physical expansion teams, we uh, it it was clear to see it was right there for us to see. We just weren't looking at it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But they've got to not only want to be educated, you know what I mean? And come to the workshop and and go through things like that, go through the training, the education, but then that's our opportunity to read them. And I think that's probably where we fell short Mm. or we, we saw Mm. it and didn't care. Right. Exactly. And Lisa, I'm curious, what, what behaviors or uh, indicators are you looking for in that process where you're like they're being won over, like they're going to system training. They like, they catch the vision, like they're on board, right? They want to do it with you. What behaviors or indicators are you looking for out of them? That kind of determines, do I really want to keep going and partner with this person? Like as they're going through that process.
1: Well, like you can, you know, you can, you can see based and you can have conversations. You can ask them questions to find out, you know, do they have grit? You know, are they, are they, do they got sticking power? Are they going to be there? You know, when the building gets tough and are they going to regenerate? right? Mm-hmm. Like that's a big piece for us. Uh, you know, I, I want them to focus more on their sphere. You know, our, our theme for 2018 is um, SOI equals ROI. So mm-hmm. I w- literally want them to focus on their sphere of influence and know that that's going to give them the greatest return on investment. And then our ISA team is going to hit everything else. You know, we've got four, you know, five or six, well, five, five lead generation levers that they can come in and pull, you know, do the do systems. Do they want to do expires? You know, are they, are they open house ninjas? Do, you know, do they love to door or not? Are they going to do internet marketing whatever i don't care what it is we, we've got to come in we've got a playbook we will help you and we will you can take any one of those levers you want you just have to focus on your sphere and the other lever and right. we, you know are they, are they going to do that when they go into stuff are they going to do that for two hours a day are they going to focus on getting or 20 contacts or you know whatever um and are they education Oriented are they? Growth? Do they have a growth mindset? Do they do they see opportunity, or do they just do they act like this is going to be a job for them? Because even mm-hmm. in our success team, which is what we call our you know our contract to close, everyone that's not in sales is in the success side of the team. So that's our success team, um, mm-hmm. even though I want any of them to feel like they have a job, I want them to have an
0: opportunity. Right.
1: Why? You know, your, your um your transaction coordinator has the frontline line conversations with the cross sale agents every day. They should know who we should be getting in business with next. They're yeah. developing relationships with these people. They should yeah. have a downline. If they, if they don't, we're not doing a good enough job on this side, to, you know, teaching them what they should be doing to grow and they should be having a business that sure it should do. not ever feel like they're coming to, to work, you know, coming to, to just a nine-to-five job every day. Right. They should be building an opportunity. You know, we're about to open a um, contract, to close company with our transaction coordinator, which has hmm. come out of some other conversations or they we're, they were going to, she's going to have a secondary side of her business on her own growth um, plan this year
0: Very and, cool. her,
1: and, her, and her, her vision map. So, yeah. and that, and that's what we, that's what I want. I don't ever want anybody to feel like they, they're going to hit the ceiling and they can't go through it.
0: No. So, yeah. All right. So let's, let's finish out with, uh, there's two things I want to make sure we cover in the, in the time that we have left. We got about 10 or 15 minutes. Um, I want to talk a little bit about how you enter a new market and how you think about that and the things that you look for. Uh, and then I want to get into more of like how you run, run the team on an ongoing basis. So let's talk about the new markets first. Cause we talked a little bit about this before we went live, uh, just some of the, the, the random odd things that, that come up, but like when you go into a new market, how do you account for or expect and try to prevent some of those weird issues from coming up just because you don't know the local market well enough
1: right so you you've got to research and you're going to have to research more than just like the local manager or team leader you know owner of the office um and the agent that you're going to get in business with right whoever's going to, whoever's going to lead that uh lead that team and or lose the business and you know you may want to look at economic factors you're going to want to look at you know What's going on in their in their economics? What's going on in the city? What's going on in the surrounding area? And then you're gonna it, from that you're gonna create a list. for when you do have a conversation with the team leader or broker, whoever it is in the office, that you 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 know ask those questions that you've had before, and then you're at the end you be like, all right, so what are the weird things that I need to know about your market, about your specific office brokerage, that you know, I may not know because I'm not an agent in that office. And, Mm -hmm. you know, because we've had instances where, you know, we had an agent uh, on the Gulf Coast who, after, you know, 30, 45 days, is calling saying, hey, I need new signs. They're like, what do you mean? We just spent X thousands amount of dollars to send you new signs. What do you mean you need new signs? They're like, well, and they sent a picture, and it's like almost completely blank. And we're like, saltwater. (laughs) We don't have saltwater in Charlotte. We didn't know oh, that. It wasn't, yeah. you know, and I grew up on the coast. It was like and, and it never could make a I was yeah. a realtor yeah. down there. Like, I didn't, I had no idea. So, yeah. um, and, and likewise, in another place that has snow, like, if you're putting a sign in side foot of snow, like, what's the, what? you know, what kind of sign do you put in that? It, it, it's just a question now. Like, at least we'll send a copy of our blanket, little home sign that we would do in a normal market center yeah. or brokerage. And we send it to say, all right, print this out, mark it up, Send it back to me how it has to look to be in compliance with your office, because I yeah. sure don't want to get down the line and have to go and buy a twenty-five new sign.
0: No, or get it's or get enough sued enough. or have your license threatened.
1: Or yeah. Get sued. <laughs> <laughs> and, so at least- and you know on the, on the same as you were. I was telling you earlier about um, like our transaction coordinators is maybe um, you know every now and then you're going to get to a situation especially in like your third expansion location. And, you know, you've got one market center that their compliance checklist looks like this. And then the next mm-hmm. one, even three miles over or a city over, they look completely different. So, you know, you might have, you know, we had an instance once where, you know, like our agent was asking for his tax records and our compliance manager was asking for the um, measurement and the DMA, um, the And they're like, well, I don't need that. Well, where's yeah. this? And where's this? And why are you asking for this? And this? And it went back and forth. And so now we just have this, uh, our compliance um, transaction coordinator. She just calls and says, "Hey, it's Sherry with little Homes, and you and I are gonna be best friends." It's important that we are very good friends. That if you need anything, you can call me, you text me, you email me, whatever, and I'm gonna get right over to you, and vice versa. Um, mm-hmm. What does a perfect file look like for you? Mm-hmm. Send me exactly what I need to do, and I will make sure that every single file that we send into you looks exactly like that. And oh, by the way, do you like wine or beer? And chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> that we want to be. You know, relationships matter to me and uh, they matter to everyone else in our organization. So we want to make sure that we're doing it the right way, the way they want it, so that we do not become the problem child to them. Yeah.
0: Andy, where shall, where shall I be sending your chocolate chip cookies? I'm going to hang on. Right, exactly. Yeah. No. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so likes, so, and and I have a question, cookies. Lisa, because everything yes.
0: you said um, sounds absolutely wonderful. So I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of, I'm, you know, a, a super agent in Des Moines, Iowa, and I want to set up an expansion market in somewhere else, That's right? good. And I want to know and and I want to research Kansas City, right? And um and I want to look at, you know, what their market looks like, all those types of things, what their market center is. What does that actually mean? like how do I do that, right? Yeah. Who do I call? What what indicators am I looking for? And then once I have that information, what says don't do it here, and what says <laughs> yeah, set yeah. up shop, right? Because like, I, as, absolutely, yeah, I'm like, great. Flags. I want to figure out yeah. what city you know I want to be in, and then I, I'll find out all this information. How do I find out the information, and then what does that information tell me? What should I be looking for when I gather all that information?
1: So, but so, and this might sound weird, but like, we literally our director of expansion, um, she'll she'll call a local broker, a local team leader, whatever you want to call them. And she'll have a conversation. Hey, we've identified your market as a potential expansion location for local homes. Can I, can I ask you, you know, some questions about that? She's going to dive into whatever her list has. It's going to, you know, what is your average sales price is, you know, and she kind of wants to find out like, what is that meat and potatoes market? So when we start our marketing or our return lead generation on or whatever we're going to do, and we've got, a clear picture of what those numbers are going to look like. So then we can set up economic models and, you know, what are we going to need to be break even and what, what, what are the agents going to make and, you know, how, how we can back into budgets and all, all of that fun number stuff that luckily I don't have to put together. Um, I just look at it weekly so I know what the numbers say. And so she'll have that conversation. And then if there's more than one brokerage in town, she'll probably call another one and have the conversation hope, and, you know, hoping that the numbers are going to be very similar and then she's going to get the same, answers. Um because you never you know, sometimes they think they know what the average sales price is and then we get into what the you know what we're actually closing. We've had this happen. Um, you know in a smaller market in Charlotte you're outside of Charlotte wasn't in Charlotte outside of Charlotte smaller market. And when we were we we were under the impression, um shame on us, we didn't do enough research. So I'm totally gonna take blame for that. Um that average sales price was about 150. That works for that. We get a lot of agent-to-agent agent referral so you can imagine doing the math taking it off the top and then having to split it um expenses everything else but we were happy you know that that works for us yet we were coming to find out with what we were closing and it took us about five six close you know actual things on the books ready to close and looking at like a green sheet or you know the final numbers oh it's about 120. it's so a vast difference in budgeting and Hmm. Profit margin on on that, yeah. um, and it's very that's very close to zero. <laughs> and if anything was under one hundred and twenty, we were in trouble. I was writing a check to close it. There were several weeks that we you know we wrote a check to close. I mean, the the, the great thing about that, um, and I can say that you know, it was, number one, it was a forward learning moment for us. Uh, we know we've got to watch that really well, which means we were gonna we're gonna research more. Um, if we hear one hundred and fifty, we got to make sure it actually is that robust and. Um, the agent that we got out of business with, you know, I, I found was that she can't keep closing six, seven deals a month and not make up, not making any money. She's doing a ton of work. Good news. We taught her how to fish. She runs a very successful single agent, uh, internet house buyers agent, and she's doing really well. And I told her, we taught her how to regenerate and how to run a business. And she's doing really, she's doing great. Yet we just couldn't make that model work at that price point so there's you know that's what you got to be mm-hmm. careful that you know that would be the first thing that we'd be like ah, truth
0: gotcha. And we
1: turn around and then you know we would say all right chamber of commerce and you know uh business journals and just look you know tax records to see medium price you know as much resources we can find to corroborate those numbers mm-hmm. right
0: Interesting, Perfect. Turn, wait, turn off
1: it, some early lead generation and just see, see what we can get mm-hmm. self wise like what comes in as, yeah.
0: Yeah, well and One thing that uh, none of those numbers mean anything to you, Lisa, unless you know your books inside and out and you track mm-hmm. your numbers. So that's a testament to you, obviously. So anybody who's out there listening who's like, oh, you know what, I, I really want to start a, a, a expansion team here, they've got to turn around and make sure they know their stuff first, right? Absolutely, and we know that talking with it, that's the number one thing, is you've got to know your business inside and out before you go try and replicate it somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So Lisa, let's talk a little bit about the ongoing management, and the, talk to me first about the concept of the the Fail, for, is it the, the fail Forward Friday call. Please yeah. elaborate on what that is.
1: <laughs> so I, we were at your we we mastermind, I'm assuming it was a Gary Keller mastermind, and um, a good friend of mine up in Maryland named Nick Waldner, was talking about that he just started doing fail forward calls for those agents and um, so we decided to rip off and visit the and expansion your r and department has got to be strong just FYI um, to make sure she's got a good r and department and luckily I get to head that one um remember that so long story short we decided we were going to implement Sail forward Friday we used to do it earlier in the morning and then we ended up in Seattle so east coast to west coast Doing it at eight forty five is just not cool for your West Coast folks. So we decided we were gonna move it to uh yeah. 11 a.m. Eastern. It's still 8 o'clock first Steve. And, yes. you know, yes, he loves to enough. He gets up, he gets on Zoom with the rest I, of I, I know, Lisa, be,
0: you'll be shocked to learn that agents on the West Coast are not technically, they're, they're not really up and at them at 7.30 in the morning. So, yeah. Oh, well,
1: this would have been like 5.45.
0: <laughs> oh, I know. I'm just, yeah, even the 11, even the 11 Eastern. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, luckily <laughs> you've got kids and they're already up and out. I, okay, I don't good. know what's going to happen over the summer when they're Sleeping in, we'll see. Um, Yeah, yeah, well, you know, that's that's what we do it now. Um, We we at least get through most of Legion on the East Coast, then, you know, we do it at 11. And we, we just literally have like a 10, 15 minute jam session on a fail forward moment you have the week. What did you learn? A success you have for the week, either that came from it or not. And then, what are your goals for the weekend? So then we can hold them accountable and cheer them on the next week as they're, you know, as, as they've done it or they're, you know, going through it or whatever. And it can be personal, it can be business. It, you know, usually if, if they're holding an open house that weekend, that's one of their goals for the weekend is to get a household, get multiple offers, um, get, you know, get a listing appointment from door knocking or whatever. um, and Or, you know, it could be that, you know, it could be around the family, it could be around the script, it could be I don't you know, it could be anything. So we do that every Friday and it's very helpful. Um, the success team and the sales team right. alike, everybody gets on, it's on Zoom. We can see each other kind of like this and it looks like the Brady Bunch. Like we're all just there. Um, you can see mannerisms, you know, sometimes we're like, where are you taking this call from? It's somebody's like inside Lowe's. We're like, <laughs> hey Matthew, what are you getting? It's, it's, yeah, he's usually my one. Like he's usually yep. the one in Lowe's on Friday at 11 o'clock. We're like, what are you buying this time? Well, I need something, whatever. So,
0: yeah, yeah, that is always funny, Andy. You run up yeah. against that a lot. Oh. Yes, my favorite is someone did the uh, call, the Zoom call in a group setting on the airplane, and I'm pretty sure that they were uh, medicated <laughs> for the flight. It That's was amazing, awesome. Oh it my was gosh! Amazing. I'm glad that one's recorded because I, 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 always call her out on it. I love it. She's one of my favorites, though. <laughs> Hey, she's dedicated. That's, she showed up. I like it. That is, that is dedication. Hey, That's right. She
1: did show up. There's grit right there, man. That's right.
0: That's right. I like it. She's a grinder. All right, Lisa. So That's let's right. close out with this. I'm curious because you've got people, you mentioned that you've got like, kind of the five different lead gen levers that they can pull, but you've got the foundation of, of their sphere of influence that you really want them to hit. So what are... What are some of the metrics that you track at like the 30,000 foot level to make sure that you've just got enough prospecting going on that your agents are doing, you know, just all across the country, you've got enough activity going on that it's going to generate the results that you want.
1: I, I'm going to, so so I'm a coach now and the, the one thing that I can coach to is if they have appointments. Okay. If they've got appointments and they're, everything else isn't falling into place, I can coach them on do we have script problems? Do we have conversion problems? Do we have a contract to close issue? What's going on? If they don't have appointments, I have got nothing to coach on. So mm-hmm. the main metric that I look at is how many appointments have you set this week? How many appointments have you gone on? Mm-hmm. And if that answer is not, if that number is not high enough, we've got an issue down here, mm-hmm. or we don't have. They're not doing enough activity for their even to be an issue yeah. after that. So for for me personally is I look at appointments because that is the leading indicator for everything else. Hmm. So if they don't, if they don't have, you know, should they, they should, they should need to set like one appointment a day. Cause you're going to have people that cancel and you're going to have ones that you either don't get, or they're not ready or whatever. If you don't have five appointments a week, it's going to be, you're going to constantly do the roller coaster that we all hate in real estate. And you're not, you're not making money. You're not going to be profitable. So the, the main metric that I look at is how many appointments have they set? And
0: are you, are you tailoring that and tracking it according to each agent's goals for, the, for their number of appointments per week?
1: Yeah, for their okay. number. Yeah. So, you know, they give us their the number that they want to make for the year, and then we immediately back that into units. And mm-hmm. then we back it into back into appointment.
0: Perfect. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Very, very cool. Um, and then just for the business in general, is there any, you know, like two or three key metrics that you keep your eye on every day, every week, just to make sure that the business as a whole, including your expansion teams are on, on track financially.
1: Wait, the, I mean, the main, the main one is how many listings are we taking? Listings, Cause okay. we know that with every listing that we put on the market, we're going to get X buyers and X amount of, other listing opportunities because of the open house push that we did because of the marketing that we do around the listing. So we've got to get listing appointments. Listing appointments, listing signs in the yard.
0: Awesome, very cool. Andy, anything you wanna chime in on on that last couple of points as far as metrics tracking? Um, I love metrics tracking, obviously. I know you do. Um, <laughs> I know, <laughs> it's my jam. Um, so I love it. Um, I do like when you're talking about appointments, right? Um, I love the fact that we can do it all the way from contacts or I'm sorry, calls to contacts, mm-hmm. contacts to mm-hmm. appointment, appointment to executed, executed to close, right? Every step of the way. And you can start to uh, obviously get an average as a team. And then you can break it down to how does in- each individual agent perform. And then you can find where are they deviating from the norm? where What mm-hmm. conversion ratio are they deviating from the norm? And that's where they're gonna have the issues. And then that's where they need training, support, help, right? Is it, uh, are they making enough calls or snagging getting enough contacts? Are they calling the right Right. people? Are they calling at the right times? If they're getting a ton Mm -hmm. of contacts, but no appointments, what does their script look like when they're on the phone? What are they talking about? They're getting those appointments, but they're not getting executed. That's what we focus on, right? And I see Lisa shaking her head because she absolutely knows it. And so Mm -hmm. if we don't track, we can't help them. And as leaders, it's on us to make sure that we're doing those things so that we know how to help them. Absolutely. You
1: can't manage what you don't measure. You have no idea. Yep. Your, every single one of your numbers tells you a story. Are you actually reading it? Right. You know what the story is.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. What's yeah. Jeff always like to support. say? Inspect what you expect.
1: And right? That's what you people,
0: expect. P- people like to say, okay, I'm going to do A and I want Z. And then they disregard everything in the middle. Right? They're just mm-hmm. like, well, it's supposed to come out this way. Right? Yeah. You've got to make sure that you're looking at those numbers because we know it's hard enough to be a grinder and uh, to be putting those deals together. Right. That's Mm -hmm. our job to be able to step back, take the big picture view and then pinpoint where they need their help. Right. Love it. All right. So, Lisa, how do people connect with you? And is there anything that you want, any place that you want to send people to specifically?
1: Um, LizLoveHomes.com and um, Lisa Archer on Facebook. So send me a message, um, connect with me on Facebook and that's her website.
0: Okay, and then, for example, if There's somebody no wants location, to train, no location.
1: We are not <laughs> going to think about. They told <laughs> no, me the chief
0: opportunity no, no officer. No locations off the table. Oh, that's funny. If someone wants to take ESO light from you, is there any place yeah. where those are listed where they can get a hold of uh, and see just where you're teaching? Uh,
1: 2018 calendar. We have not finalized yet. We've got about 15 requests, and we have not finalized locations or um, whether it's me and the. Expansion partner or the director of expansion and expansion part, we have not finalized yet. What we are looking at is doing an off site mastermind and ESO light in Cabo.
0: Ooh. Well, that that sounds like a terrible place to go do that. I don't know why anybody would want to go do that. Who would ever go to that?
1: Cabo in the first quarter (laughs) for my 40th birthday.
0: Oh, There's nice. There's
1: your invite right there. <laughs> yeah.
0: I like it. <laughs> All right, guys. And then Andy, uh, for ERS, what, how do people reach out, uh, especially if they want to uh, get involved with the live stream training where they actually get to talk to you? Yep. Um, it'd be EliteRealEstateSystems.com. We're really excited. We just got our new website up and running. So mm-hmm. EliteRealEstateSystems.com. You can obviously reach out to us from there. You can also ch- uh, get a taste of what the uh, training and things like that look like. We also have a sign up and um, we always go about three months out on our workshop dates. We have one just coming up this Monday and then we have another one in January, and February. You can see the dates and sign up there as well. Cool. All right, guys. And as for the podcast, just make sure to subscribe, whether you like the video version or audio version. You can go to YouTube, you can go to iTunes, Stitcher, whatever the case is. Uh, make sure to leave a rating and review if you like it and enjoy it. Um, the show continues to grow just because you guys are sharing it with other team leaders, other top agents, other brokers that are kind of in your circle. So I just want to thank you guys for, for doing that because that's essentially how the show has grown. Uh, you guys notice we don't do a bunch of uh, ads promoting the show or anything like that. It really does grow because you share it with other people that you know get a ton of value out of it. So, Lisa, this has been awesome. Awesome. I appreciate it and uh, for everybody that's watching we appreciate all the live viewers It was a ton of fun We didn't get to, uh, to take a lot of questions because we had so much content that I knew we wanted to cover But there were some really good questions We'll have to keep those in mind and try to answer them like in our Facebook uh, page or Facebook group So with that said guys, thank you again for watching live and for listening after the fact. We appreciate it and We'll see you guys on the next one